Hi, friend. My name is Amy Joy, and I hope it's not too much of an indicator of my overall level of empathy. But when I would read the Old Testament stories, like, oh, and then Joshua and the people went in and wiped out all of the inhabitants of the land, all the Canaanites, I would be like, okay, cool, moving on. And it didn't strike me as odd. Kind of same thing with the Noah story. Like, yay, Noah and the animals. It's like a great ecological conservation. Hooray. Like, they live. Moving on. And it really never crossed my mind until I was well into adulthood and probably had somebody with more empathy than I have pointed out that there were actually a lot of deaths in these stories and that that can be a little bit challenging to understand how God is loving in the face of all of this death. And so kudos to all of those who have higher degrees of empathy than I do. High five to you. So I found it interesting um, in the Bema podcast when Marty Solomon talked about the uh, conquest of Canaan and how for him, the story of Joshua taking over is one of the hardest stories to stomach. And as he said, like, there's no actual archaeological or any kind of external evidence that this happened. So there's at least a theory out there that all of these stories were sort of either more like a metaphor or some kind of an exaggerated telling of what had happened. You can do with that as you may. But Assuming that this actually did go forth as the scripture reads and that we're supposed to view this more as history instead of sort of extended allegory of some sort, I found it fascinating that from his perspective, he was like, let's actually talk. Like, okay, fine. On the one hand, there's the hard part about the women and children being killed with no apparent recourse. What have they done wrong? especially the young women. But like, let's actually talk about what their culture was like. What did it mean that they would sacrifice their oldest children to Molech? And so this gets pretty graphic and not very nice. So if you're listening to this with children, like maybe just cover their ears or something. But basically they would take the firstborn infants and there would be an idol that had a stove in it, like red hot, And the idol would have arms stretched out and the priest would come and put the naked infant onto the arms of the idol and its cries would scream, of course, and they would call that something horrible, like worship to the almighty. I mean, horrible, horrible, the kind of thing that would make you have nightmares if you thought about it any more than you had to. And then the baby would slide down and be consumed. So we're talking really, really ugly, ugly stuff. And so, okay, it's going to make me cry a little bit because then what Marty said was, you know, you look in the book of Genesis, in Genesis fifteen sixteen, what it says about the Lord, or that he, he, it's kind of like, you don't need to go and wipe out the Amorites. This, it says the sin of the Amorites has not yet reached its full measure. And so you think about God and his long suffering, that he says, you know what? It's really horrible what they're doing. And yet I am so long-suffering that I am willing to hold off judgment because they might yet turn. And if I'm remembering correctly, Marty said it was somewhere between 350 and 450 years later 
that then the conquest of Canaan took place. And so you think the firstborn children for another 300 to 450 years, 350 to 450 years, were there ascending to the Lord, that he was listening to these cries. And one of the themes that we see in the scriptures over and over again is that the cry of the the downtrodden, the cry of the oppressed, the Lord hears that cry. He is not uh, insensitive to those cries. And so you think, here's the Lord having to listen again and again to these baby screams as they are burned up. Oh, but he's like, the sin has not yet reached its full measure. And we look at God and we're like, how could you be so mean to wipe out entire peoples? My goodness. When, when did those little young women ever do anything that was bad? What about those children? And I don't know that I can answer that. Like, there, I don't think that there is a good answer. But I appreciate that there, it's almost like there is no easy option. There's no good option. It's not good to let the, the peoples continue with their horrible rights and letting their children be burned in the fire. But then it's also, it doesn't seem like it would be good to say, well, just kill everybody, you know, just wipe them out. And so, yeah, Lord, I just come to you really in some ways feeling brokenhearted over the ways that, you're, that people uh, cover up or destroy your good creation. Lord, I come just heartbroken for the ways that throughout history that we have gotten it wrong. And so, Lord, I am asking that we would be jealous for your name, jealous for your glory, that we would hear what you speak, and that we would uh, listen to your voice and obey it. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.